0: You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name.
1: We have praised you we have prayed, we've gotten excited, we have danced, we have celebrated you, we have worshipped you, we have glorified your name, we have humbled ourselves, now, O God, speak a word to us. You know what need we have before we come into your presence. Individually, as families represented, and as a church. We just need a word for that man, for that woman. A word to restore, a word to heal, a word to comfort, a word to bring us back to you. A word to a re-established relationship lost, just a word of God. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Let everyone shout, "Amen." Amen. To see them, join me with your Bible to Second Samuel chapter number nine. Second Samuel chapter number nine. We'll be reading a long one, reading from verse number one to verse thirteen. The Samuel 9, 1-13, David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Zeba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Zeba at your, at your service? He replied. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. David did not ask him about that. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, he is at the house of Marker. Son of Amel in Lodebar. See how people describe you when the Lord said, go and call him. Where is he? He's at Lodebar. And they began to give other reasons. Mention your inadequacies, your shortcomings, all your errors, your unworthiness. So King David had him brought from Lodebar, from the house of Market son of Amiel. Verse 6, we are reading to 13. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Verse 8. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops, so that your master's grandson may be provided for, and Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Eleven. Then Ziba said to king, to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord, the king, commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame. In both legs. Many at times, our blessings are predicated on someone else's obedience, not according to our strong faith. Lessons we receive. Most of us, our children are where they are, not because of who they are, but they are there because they are our children. Sometimes, or many times, the favors we receive are not about us, but about somebody who had made it possible. Someone once said that there is nothing you can be in life without the help of another. It therefore means that many blessings we receive, most of the signs are predicated on the basis of someone else's obedience, someone's actions, Someone's sacrifice, and then it comes to us. As a man from the royal family in Enugu became a senator, and one day I had a converse, I had a conversation with some people, and while we were talking, somebody said, "This young man has been drawing from the goodwill of his late father, but it is like that goodwill." Is getting exhausted. And true to it, he began to fall. So, so many blessings we have received is on the basis of what someone has done. Genesis 26 and verse number 3. Genesis 26 3. This is now God talking to Isaac. Say, stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands, and will confirm the oath I swore to who? So, the topic of our message today is for Jonathan's sake. For Jonathan's sake. David said, "Bring him. Is there no one left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake?" Making reference to what happened in Second Samuel, chapter number eighteen, he had a covenant of peace with David, and so when he was gone. David ascended the throne and almost forgot until one day he remembered. Says, there are no one left that I may show kindness so, for Jonathan's sake." This is our topic today? In Genesis 26, if we read from verse number 17 to verse number 22, the Bible says so. Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the headers of Gedar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Esak because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. Isaac sojourned out of his place of abode because of famine. The Bible says in verse number 1 of that Genesis 26, that there came another famine that was different from that which came in the time of his father Abraham. And so Isaac began to travel. But before then, God had spoken to him. And says, Isaac, it does not matter what is happening in the land. It does not matter what you see. I am going to bless you and increase you and give your seed. All this land that you see today. Why? Not because of you. But because of the obedience of your father, Abraham. Because of the covenant I have with Abraham. Because of the sacrifice of Abraham. I am going to give you all this. And he said to him... Only sojourn and stay in the land where I'm going to show you. Isaac left. He struggled with two wells. He dug two wells. The first one, the headers of the Philistines came. Because the land where he was staying was in the land of the Philistines. And God has told him, make sure you don't go to Egypt. And this land is not where you are going to stay. You must go. Go to a place of promise. He dug the two well. The headers came, covered it, said, this is our own, and they took it away from him. Until the Bible said that he came to the third one where he opened and no one contended for it. God asked Abraham to stay there for a while. That you have received the promise of God does not give you license to live anyhow. This morning we are studying on how to comport ourselves in the house of God. That God has blessed you with special skill, with special gifts to minister in the house of God does not give you room to act as you like, as you please. That you are the best teacher in Sunday school does not give you the premise to live as you like. That you are the only one who when you begin to sing, heaven begins to come down. does not give you the privilege of living as you like or acting anyhow you like in the house of God. And so God said to him, I am going to bless you and increase you But there is a place where that blessing must come. Say, stay only but for a while in this land, in Gerar. And after a while, you must leave. But the Bible says that Abraham stayed there. That's what verse 8 tells us. Verse 8 of Genesis 26. The Bible says that he stayed there for a long time. When Isaac had been there, a what? A long time. That was when Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. How many of you have read Papa's book, The Tragedy of Spiritual Carryover? He spoke about this. His father came to that city and lied to Abimelech. Now, this Abimelech is not the same Abimelech that his father lied to because as at this time, it was about 80 years after Abraham had gone. But Abimelech is like a title. It's like you say president or governor of a place. So he came. His father lied to the president of the Philistines. And when he came there, he also lied again to the ruling president because he has stayed for too long. Have you heard that saying that in the multitude of words, They are lackneth no sin. That's what Proverbs said. People who talk, blah, 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 blah. They don't know when they commit sin. Stay only for a while. There is a saying that you cannot drag, you can drag a horse to the stream, but you can't force the horse to drink water. God will give you his promise and he's willing to bless you. But you must live by the rules. So, he stays too long. While he was there for too long, he became rich. God blessed him. No doubt about that. You see, I tell people, God can never deny a man the benefit of his hard work. No. Everyone that works hard must receive his blessings. But the blessing that makes us rich is the one that the Lord gives to you. The blessing that you have received through Mago Mago and G B G B does not bring peace. It brings sorrow. That was why Isaac struggled. He was out of the will of God. Even though God said, I will bless you, but he was not acquiring those things in accordance with the principles of God. So he dug the well and the well became contagious. He abandoned them and they moved on. He blessed them. God blessed him, rather. Bible said that he increased. But those blessings were without the presence of God. You can be blessed, but without the blessings of God. We can be surrounded by God's blessings. And yet, not have the presence of God go with us. Moses said to God, you have blessed us with silver and gold. You have blessed us with cattle. You have blessed us with fame. You have blessed us with victory. You have demonstrated your power before us. You have blessed us with manna from heaven. You have delivered us. But despite all these things, if your presence does not go with us, we will go nowhere. Because only your presence will sustain the blessings we have received from you. He was blessed because he planted in the land. But God's presence was not there at all. But God's presence appeared to him when he had left Gerar and moved to Beersheba. But that is where God wanted him to stay. There is a blessing that God has promised you. There is a promise, there is a prophecy that has been re, uh, uh, I mean, uh, released to you. But if you are not at the position and location where God can bless you, the blessing will not come. That's the principle that Jesus was trying to tell his disciples and say: Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give what into your what? Into your bosom. In other words, there must be something that will be created. He didn't say when you have given, men will come around and be flying money around you and be flying food around you. He said there must be a bosom into which men will give. So when God gives you a promise. He expects you to be at a certain location where he will bless you. When he gives you a promise, he tells you where to be for you to receive that blessing. You know, some people look for things from God. They are actually believing God for something. But when you look at their life, you see them treat God like a dog. Like Pastor Sheila said, they're coming to the church, they are two inching gum. I said that most of the time we'll go around and see people pressing their phone, chatting in church. These are people, the next minute you say, stand up. Every spirit facing you from your kindred, from your family, buy them. Who told you that prayer will work? Angels will not stand for you because you are not standing for God. You are disrespecting him. Say, these things you are bringing to me, take them to your president. Take them to your governors. See if they will accept them. Most of us, when we go to see a governor, we fidget. Even before we enter his office. At reception, we are shaking. We go for our best suit, for our best clothes, and we'll sit down quietly. If we want water, we'll talk to receptionists. Please, can I have water? Even when you have seen the sign showing the way to the restroom, you still ask the, the receptionist, please, can I use your washroom? And you don't go. If he or she does not say, yes, you can. But in the house of God. It is time for worship. We are pressing our phones. Time for worship. We are walking in and out. Time for prayers. We are walking in and out. Stand up and lift up your hands and worship you. You are sitting down. And yet you are expecting something from God. You may receive what you think is a blessing. But the presence of God will not be in it. All your life you continue to struggle. Have you ever asked yourself, Why is my own difference? Bought car the same time my brother bought his own? For every day, I'm in the mechanic. And the blessings of the Lord, the Bible says, make it rich and does not add sorrow. He planted, he dug well. The whole well was under contention. But that was not the place God had prepared his blessings Uh, David said my own. Sometimes he prepares my table in the presence of my enemy. But it might not look right in your eyes. But that is where he wants to bless you anyway. That is where he wants to bless you. So he prospered and God left him by himself until he entered the Sheba. Look at verse 23 and 24 of same Genesis 26. Verse 23 and 24. From then now he went up to where? The Sheba and 24. That same night. Remember, God told him to only remain in Gera only but for a while. He stayed there for too long. He acquired properties. He made money. His cattle increased. He dug well. But none of those things gave him peace because there was envy. There was strife. The Bible said that they hated him. He had no opportunity to enjoy his wealth. So he stayed there, suffering with his wealth until he left. God spoke to him when he asked him to leave. Throughout those years, he was in Gera, struggling, using his own wisdom, neglecting the house of God, living his life the way he pleased. God's presence was not there. The money was there. The fame was there. But God's presence was not there. It is God's presence that will chase away flies from the meat you are drying under the sun. God's presence will chase enemies away from your prosperity, from what you have achieved. Those that know their God, the Bible says, they will always be strong and always do what? Exploits. When God says you will flourish, it means he means you must flourish. Nothing can stop you. So that same night, as soon as he left, The place where God asked him to stay only but for a while. Even though he made money, even though there was prosperity, but he was there. God's presence was not there. But as soon as he moved, the Bible says, that same night that he moved, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be what? Afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of who? My servant Abraham. That was when God appeared again. Every other thing he was doing was by human efforts. And there was no peace. As soon as 1,000 enters your hand, text messages will begin to come. My mother is in the hospital. This is account number. You don't ask the account number, but they send the account number with a message at the same time. My children's school fees... They'll be coming. And sometimes they blackmail you. And you have no choice. Begin to give. Because the presence of the Lord is not there. I've seen men who have tens of millions but are unable to achieve anything. And I've seen men with lesser millions achieve so much. Why? The difference is that the tens of million has no presence of God. But the little millions has the presence of God back in it. And so you do what you do with one million what someone with 10 million cannot do. I will bless you not for your sake, but for the sake of the obedience of your father Abraham. But there is a location for that blessing. If the promise for prosperity, for blessing, from God, or comes from God, it means that you must be in tune with God for that blessing to come. If the promise has come from native doctor, go to native doctor. In fact, they even give their condition. This thing will happen so and so and so time. When it has happened, please come back with one goat and two chicken. And when you fail to come back with those things, this thing will spoil. You go back to square one. So when it is God who has made a promise to you, it means you must remain in his presence for those things to work for you. If you don't remain in his presence, he has made a promise to you, you celebrate it, you praise him for it, you testify, you make all of us know that God has spoken to you that There's a blessing coming, and you leave his presence to please your own self. You are delaying the process of that blessing coming. Because you must abide by the rule of the one who has given you the promise. When you are employed in any company or ministry, you don't just live as you like. You don't come to work when you like. You don't choose which work to do. It is what you are assigned to do that you do. Is it not so? You don't do what you are not assigned to. When you do what you are not assigned to do, it becomes disobedient. And there is punishment for it. You may even lose your job. So God appeared to him that same night and said to him I will bless you reassurance now the journey begins afresh there are so many wasted years that are not that shouldn't have been in our lives if we had obeyed god we had listened to god if we had followed the ways of god those wasted years wouldn't have happened they wouldn't Rehoboth is a room of an unending fruitfulness. When God takes you to that place, it means you have entered a place of an an unending fruitfulness, healing, deliverance, restoration. Everything begins to flow. When you dig a well in search of water, and you dig and dig, once it happens, you don't stop that well again from running. You don't. That is where God was with us. So when the Lord came into his life and he dug that well again, oh my god, he said, now this is it. The Lord has given me a room of unending blessings. Mephibosheth was at Lodeba. Our text. Before he was invited to the palace where he lived all his life. It was not because of him. The Bible said it was for Jonathan's eh, sake. For Jonathan's sake is when men gather for your obituary and God gives you a new beginning. And they look and say "We thought, He's dead. Papa shared a testimony some time ago about a woman who was living in one a in certain neighborhood. Can't remember exactly. And somebody met him somewhere at other Lakey or thereabouts. How are you? Are you still living in that place you are living? He said, no, 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 I'm no more there. I have changed location. I now live here in Lakey. That is that. That is for Jonathan's sake. That is what we mean by when we say, "For Jesus' sake, there is nothing good in us. There is nothing, absolutely nothing good in us, that you are blessed, you are lifted, you are shielded, you are protected. It's not because you pray more than the other. Someone's goodwill may have gotten you to where you are. Someone may have given you a push to be where you are. Your mother may have been praying. That's why it's always good to pray that our mothers will live long. Today, I also live on the prayers of my mother. Sometimes when I see them, I also ask myself, I say, what will happen when my mother is gone? Because the way she prays, after praying, she will call you and tell you all the visions and all the revelations. Prayer. My daughter, I live on her prayers too. We now call her prophet, prophetess in the house. Her dreams are something else. We call that, this is that, that is that. But I, I woke up and I canceled it while I was sleeping. There is something happening somewhere that is provoking God's blessings about your life. There is something also happening somewhere that is keeping you from moving forward. But only the presence of God will nullify whatever the enemy has planted to keep you down and to pull you back. So if you are praying for his blessings, pray also, most importantly, for his what? Presence. And so he was nobody. Was right there at Lodeba, And David forgot the covenant he had with his father when he ascended the throne. He forgot. But you know what? Covenant of peace can never be broken. God can never go back in his promises. If he says, on Jesus, only in Jesus will you find fulfillment. Believe it, it's only in Jesus that you will find fulfillment. It's a matter of time until you locate the place where he wants to bless you. Ziba told David the hindrances to Mephibosheth entering to the palace. Know where we read. Verse number 3, 2 Samuel chapter 9. Verse number 3. I want someone, what the man said, David says, is there anyone left of the house that I will show kindness? For the sake of Jonathan, the king asks, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered, the king, there is still a son. Of Jonathan. But he is what? Lame in both feet. God is not coming to you because you are perfect. God is coming to you because you are his handmaid. He's coming to you because you know him, you recognize him, you worship him, you praise him, you serve him. Not because you are qualified. Because no one will ever be qualified before him. But this man Ziba was trying to remind David about this man's limitation. Why he cannot enter the palace. The question is, is there anyone still alive? The answer should have been yes, there is. There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. You know why he said that? Because of what happened in um, Second Samuel chapter five, verse eighteen, leaves that eighteen or eight. Good. On that day, David had said, "Anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are David's what enemies." So that is why they say the blind and lame will not enter where the palace. So Zeba was trying to remind David, look, it is true that there there is someone left of the house of Saul, but he is not worthy to enter into the palace because we know you hate the lame and the blind. But when grace shows off, protocols are broken. It is not about those who like you. It is about what God wants to do. It is not about how they describe you. It is about how God sees you. It is not about where you are presently. It is about where God wants to take you. When grace manifests in your life, protocols are broken. He's lame on both legs, and we know you hate lame people. Lame people, the Bible says it's been recorded, can never enter the palace. David said to him, where is, where is this man now? Verse number four. Let's see verse number four. David said, where is what is he? Because he was wasting his time. Is there anyone left? Yes, there is. He went on and on and on to describing he was a, he was a harlot, he, she was a harlot, he was a, a thief, he was that, 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 They are not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven and so on and so forth. David said, this man, you are wasting my time. It's not what I'm asking you because grace is about to speak. Where is he? The king asked. And Ziba answered, he is at the house of Machir, son of Amel, in Lodeba, abandoned place. You know how evil man calls money. Ten so that if you have not heard you hear it well, I can imagine that Zeba, while responding back to David, was saying to him, He, this man, is at the house of Maker, son of Amir, in Lodeba, abandoned place a desert. No man can go there. But that is not the concern. That's not the concern of David. The question is, is there anyone? Because somebody must be favored for Jonathan's sake. It is not about you. It's about the price that Jesus has paid on the cross of Calvary. It's not about how much sin you have committed. It's about the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. It's not about how people see you, how wicked you have been. It's about the cross. And the sacrifice on that cross, that is what makes you worthy. It's not what men say, how men feel about you. The where see, the because it is not going to be about him. It's not about the lame man. It is not about his status. It's about someone who has paid the price for him. His father, Jonathan, has paid it all. It's about someone else. And imagine the city of Lodeba, a flame. They saw the king's chariots, the horses, well were deco- were decorated. We have never seen this kind of horses before in our life. A desert, an abandoned place, what is the king's chariot doing there? Everybody stood out to look. Who are they looking for? I'm sure they started to count the rich men in town. Even the rich men himself will position themselves. They'll be the king. Wants to recognize me? I gave one million last time for the nation to be built. I bought the king a car. Maybe he has decided to send chariot, and they were there in their house, and people were watching to see where the chariot will go. Little did they ever imagine that it was a season from a a sacrifice has provoked heaven. And God has stood up to remember him. It was not about him. It was about someone else's sacrifice and obedience. So we are looking for Mephibosheth. Not the millionaire's house. And there was silence. You Know what happened to the blind Bartimaeus? They said, shut up. Jesus has not come for people like you. But when Jesus called him, they said, please remember us when you get to the master. People who look down on you one day will look up to you. They will not forget to, they will remember how, when they look down on you. But we must stay focused in the Lord's. Verse number 6 to 8 of 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. Let's go to verse 6 to 8 of Sims, Second Samuel chapter 9. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, the young man replied. Verse 7. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of who? Your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. And verse number eight. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog? Like me, that is why a songwriter wrote and said, "Abu Monye Noah, Oyekanbo Noah, Abu Mo'ne Sinekerebe Shijoma." So who am I? A man forgotten and abandoned in the desert lame on both legs, lives on the support of others. Who am I? Of what use will I ever be to you? Of what use? At this point in time, it's not about how useful you will be to me. But someone has already been useful for your sake. Jesus paid it all. You are noticing a dead dog. You know, in those days, potential heads to the throne are killed by those in power. There is something that happened in the one of the states in the Niger Delta. A young man, after his father died, when he was small, he was sent out of Nigeria. Why? Why? Because they could kill him. It was only when he had grown that he came back. So this young man was afraid. Is it that this man wants to kill me because I'm a potential heir to the throne? He bowed. David said to him, don't be what afraid. I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. It's not about you. So when you look at yourself, you assess yourself, and you tell yourself you are not worthy. Others are giving their testimonies, and you look at yourself. You begin to count your sins instead of counting your blessings. The Bible never says count your sins. Songwriters never said, Count your sins, said, count your blessings and begin to name them one by one. Only then it will marvel you what God has done for you. The Bible says, He who did not withhold His only begotten Son, how will He not give you? That's what Jesus said. How will He not? Therefore, it's not about you. It's about my spirit that is inside of you. It's about Jesus, the child of consolation. It's about him. When I look at him on the cross, when I behold his sacrifices, my anger goes down. Don't be afraid. It's not about you. Praise the Lord. I guess when they were coming back to they got to the gate. You know, because he was a special envoy of the king so his chariot must be in, in the front. I can imagine that when he got there, they shut the gates of Jerusalem. Who brought this man here? He must be a mystic. Shut the gate until we receive instruction. That is how principalities and powers may begin to gather when your blessings begin to come, when your cloud begins to gather. You know, they see the cloud gathering before you even see them, and they begin to walk behind. But you know, the Bible says something in Isaiah 45. Give us Isaiah 45, verse number 1. Let's read to 4. 4. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold, to subdue nations before him and to sweep king of their armor, to open what? Doors before him, so that the gates will not be what? Shots. I will go before you and we level the mountains. I will break down. I will break down. When God is in what you are doing, when God is in that blessing, when God is in that favor, let the whole armory of the enemy be opened. They cannot stop you. Say, I have used the hand of Cyrus to war. And it is time to favor him. And therefore, at this time, I will go before him and make sure that no gate is shut before him. He will level mountains to make sure the ride is smooth. He will break down gates, even if they are made of bronze. And then he will cut bars of iron to pieces. Go there and they shut the gate. May people shut you are not worthy to enter. And the king of glory appeared and said, I paid the price. You gates open. And the man with Bushet was driven into the palace where he began to enjoy good things of life. I don't know what you have done that has provoked heaven. And God's word has come to you. I have spoken to you in your quiet time. He tell, he told you what he's going to do. You read it from the Bible. The voice of the Lord came to you there of what he wants to do in your life. You heard it from preaching. Like now, God told you what he wants to do in your life. I don't know what the voice of God has told you he will do. I don't know the reward he has promised to come your way. And up to this moment, it looks like nothing is happening. Up to this time, people are still mocking you. At this time, they are still looking to see what that God can do for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Because he said, I will do it not because of you. It is because of what I have seen you do. It is because of Jesus Christ that I will do it. I am going to turn your life around, not because of who you are, not because of the name you bear, but because of the power that is in raising Jesus Christ. I am going to turn your life around, not because you are beautiful, not because you are the most handsome, Not because your status has come up. No, because there is a grace that is flowing from the cross of Calvary. For Jonathan's sake, for the sake of the blood, I will deliver you. Everyone that named the name of the Lord have never been put to shame. David said, once I was young, now I am old. But ever since then, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed beg for bread. Keep moving. Keep serving him. Keep worshiping him. Remain obedient. Look, for those of us looking for children, it's not about how many children you have. It's about how powerful the only one you have is. One day, I was with my friend. There are about three men or four in their family. And while we were talking, I said, man, you are lucky. You are four men in your family. So you share responsibilities. Your mother won't have problem. Then he began to laugh, turn his face, the other side laughed and then turn his face back onto me. And said, Dozier, God looked at your mother and gave her sons in one son. We are many but we are achieving nothing. When next time you are envying the crowd, be careful, beware. It's not about the number. It's not about the number. There may be hundreds. Or just one man with grace. Just one man when he is remembered. Know what happened to Mordecai? He was forgotten at the gate. But when God remembered him, he had the signage of the king, the rank of authority. He became the man from gate to the man who decides what happens in the kingdom. If he appends his signature, things begin to work. If he does not, nothing happens. Your time and season is coming. Because a price has been paid. For your lifting, for your deliverance, for your restoration, for your blessing. A price has been paid. Only all you need to do is to walk into it. It is there waiting for you. Shall we rise up and begin to give him praise and worship? For the sake of Christ Jesus, something must happen in your life. When he cried on the cross, he said it is what? Finished. Nothing was left. Nothing was pending. Everything was finished. The Bible said he did not stop there on the cross. He went right down there into the Hades. He opened the gate of Hades. He released men who were chained and bound by death. They came out. He now declared and said, "All powers in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. I have the key to life and key to death. Whoever I bless, no man can curse. And when I curse, no man can bless. Tell me who can curse you when God has blessed you."
0: We pray you have been blessed by the Word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.